0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Popsicle, a sweet new show where our guest and I will lap up what's new in pop culture. My name is RJ from RJ's Food Rocks, and today we have a very special guest for a very special episode. She's your hero. She's my hero. She's gender's hero. It is Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi, RJ. Uh, today on The Popsicle, we will be unwrapping the series WandaVision. On Disney Plus. So uh, all nine episodes are on Disney Plus right now. So if you're watching this and you haven't seen it, we will be spoiling. So there's your warning. But here is your TCDE, Too Cold Did to meet. Uh, living idealized suburban lives, superpowered beings, Wanda and Vision begin to su- suspect that everything is not as it seems. So this is the first series in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is what we're calling the like post Infinity War era um and it's the first series in that phase and it picks up from the aftermath of the infinity war wanda played by elizabeth olsen faces her trauma and grief from making the choice of destroying her true love vision to protect his infinity stone only to be forced to relive it by thanos so that's like where we were just at the given circumstances if you will (laughs) the moment before (laughs) Uh, so the series starts right in the middle of Wanda's new reality. She's played by Elizabeth Olsen, like I've said, and her, her and Vision, played by Paul Bettany, are the stars of their sitcoms from each decade, from I Love Lucy, Bewitched, The Brady Bunch, um, and more of that reality is broken as they evolve through time. We meet other characters such as Monica Rambeau, played by Tiana Paris, who tries to save Wanda from her own destructive powers. Other stars in the show include Randall Park, Kat Dennings, Evan Peters, Deborah Joe Rupp, Emma Caulfield, and the one and only Katherine Hahn as Agnes. Um, a funny note about the show is that all of the theme songs, yes, praise to Agnes. Um, one of the great note about the show is that all the theme songs were created, uh, all originally um written and produced and composed by the dynamic music and lyrics duo of Robert and Kristen Anderson Lopez, who is famous for their work in the Frozen franchise. All right, there is, there's all the tea <laughs> right before we talk about WandaVision, because there is so much really to talk about the series. Um, Chris, what is your background on Marvel, Marvel characters, and Wanda specifically?
1: I am uh, a big nerd. Big nerd over here. Um, I I watched all three phases of the MCU, um, pretty much opening day in theaters uh, and would sort of run immediately to the internet to Google um, what I had just watched. I do not have a big bench of comics background, so I haven't read the original stories, but I've read about the original stories. I'm all in. I'm all in on on the shared universe. I'm all in on the big connected storytelling. I love genre. I was, I was originally introduced to Wanda Maximoff um, through the X-Men franchise. Uh, and so there's, there's the messy rights situation where uh, Marvel could not call her the Scarlet Witch. Um, there was a, a shared understanding of the X-Men. Fox had, uh, had Scarlet Witch the X-person and Marvel was allowed to use Wanda Maximoff um, but couldn't use the word mutant or the word Scarlet Witch. Um, so that's more of where I know her from.
0: Yeah, I know that that, like, talk about um, rights and how they're supposed to, like, name each other. We weren't allowed, like, Marvel wasn't allowed, Marvel Cinematic Universe wasn't allowed to, like, say the word mutant or even allude to the fact of, like, that's the, the genesis of why there are superhumans um, in the world. Um, so this was kind of really the first time they've, not only said the word Scarlet Witch is to to refer to, to Wanda, but really kind of talk about, you know, superhumans outside of how we originally know them as like, you know, scientific experiments gone wrong. Um, in our show, like any Popsicle, we talk about how sweet things are, um, which is famously, Popsicles are very sweet in nature. So let's talk about the sweet of WandaVision. Um, I channeled our uh, our theater uh, professor from college and, and wrote down the word verisimilitude because I feel like that is truly like the, oh, wow. the epicenter of the show. Ah, oh, yes. Just the perfect recreations of like the sitcoms that Wanda is trying to create with her own reality from the intro music to the theme songs to the how they looked to even the conventions, like the aspect ratios were standard before they went into widescreen as they went into like the 2000s era and they almost used that convention breaking as a way to tell the story of like her reality is falling apart by like having them talk over the rolling credits or having the aspect ratio change as like she goes in and out of like what her reality is and what the reality she's creating. And to me, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way, but like the theater person in me was just like, yes, feed me, feed me. yes." One of my
1: favorite moments from the whole series was when, uh, there, I, th- I think it's, it's, I think it's the end of episode three when, um, she, she finds out she's pregnant. So she's created a, a world where she has a, where Wanda is about to have, a, have babies and, um, her envision sort of share a moment, and not only is it the moment where we're moving from I I think the the sixties into the seventies or seventies into the eighties, but the aspect ratio changes as color fills the screen, and then that's the end of the episode. And it's Ugh. so good, and so I lost my mind. I lost my
0: mind. Truly, we all screamed. You know, like <laughs> how I consume theater and like TV. Adam and I literally were screaming, and every time it happened, it was like the sides. Look at the sides of the screen. <laughs> it's stretching. <laughs>
1: audio kind of throughout like that's one of the more subtle things um and the the first handful of episodes right we're really really in this this universe that wanda's created in her head in westview where um it's this sort of idealized america um and the the audio codex specifically how the show Mm -hmm. sounds moves through the decades as well um and you you notice that when yeah in the moments when we start to leave Westview in Wanda's bubble where we start to see the outside world and all of a sudden it feels more like an MCU movie right it's got all the modern bells and whistles um but just the the way the attention to detail the verisimilitude (laughs) um just incredible
0: like Adam and I are used to hearing like uh canned laughter and the actors acting to the fourth wall because we watch like (laughs) golden girls every night. Like we're so we're still in that mode. Like we're so used to it, but I remembered seeing tweets from those first two episodes of people are like, I'm just not, it's just throwing me off. I just, why are (laughs) they so this and that I'm like, that's the point they are trying to, They're not even parodying the sitcoms. They are. She is trying to perfectly recreate it.
1: I love that there there wasn't parody. It was it was referenced without parody. It was it was sort of this loving homage Mm -hmm. to. um, I don't know if they used the Dick Van Dyke set, but but if they if they didn't, it was very similar. Um, These sort of like loving loving love letters to these shows that some people may have like I grew up with a bunch of them, but some people may not have, um, and. The other thing that I think is great is that you. Everyone has their jumping on points, right? You get um, the the last sort of sitcom that we get. It's a modern family spoof, and you, we get Lizzie Olson doing her doing her absolute a perfect Julie Bowen.
0: Elizabeth Olson's Elizabeth Olson's acting, I think, really stood out to me. as like, wow. I mean, I knew she's good. We've seen like her progress in the in the movies, but because she was playing such a character, like a really deep character of like i have been a science experiment for most of my life so i don't know like how to be a person really like and to see her just like fully evolve into now her performing in these different sitcoms as grounded as she's doing it like like you said the modern family it's so perfect it's like yes it's this like it's amazing chill overworked mom it's so good um i want to throw in like the the other performances in the show too that i feel like are really good uh monica rambeau played by tiana paris is so Mm -hmm. good her stakes in it are so deep because if you are a fan of the movies you know that like okay this is a character that we saw as a child in captain marvel's movie and seeing her as a as a grown-up and not only have to go through like my mom died. Also, I was snapped. So she died and I was sh- and she was alone like and and I w- never got to see her. And also like I'm dealing with like the world's trauma and myself and having to be like also now I have to it gives her it gave her the stakes to really want to try and help Wanda because she's like, I know what you're going through. Like, please don't destroy the world. It was just so good. And she did a really good job with it, I think.
1: I mean Tiani Tiani Paris I think is a is another awesome example of someone who like she's just she's in it and like there's no there are there aren't a lot of actors who can make some of this like mumbo jumbo sound convincing and take it really seriously but um yeah. the way that she's so grounded and is able to sort of you, like she approaches the stakes of coming back from the blip um so it's I, I love that that is our our non comedic introduction to what the aftermath is. We get a, we get like fun little bites of it in Far From Home, but her her the fact that yes. this, this is our introduction to what a post blip world is is through her eyes. Um, I think is awesome, and I'm hopeful um, from a from a nerd perspective. Um, I think they're setting her up for something big, a role that was. Um, uh for comic book fans i think that she's going to be photon moving forward i'm excited to see what she does in captain marvel 2 um we see her get superpowers at the end and um no i i agree i think those performances were total standouts to me
0: yeah what i loved about monica's superpower like genesis was that it not only was it so visually appealing, I was fully like, oh my God, they're giving you so much in this like literally like what a minute and a half sequence. It's show not because she, she's breaking through Wanda's like big barrier and in it basically like her genetic, her, her genetic like building is like physically mutating and changing. And you're seeing like, different representations of her when she was in wanda's world and also you're hearing clips of her mom talk captain marvel talk from the movie and it's just like i was fully it was just like oh my god oh my god this is amazing this is like true like visual like storytelling at its finest and you just feel (laughs) the layers of it and yeah i think she is so set up for like amazing success and i'm so excited to to see what she's gonna do next
1: there's a level of like restraint in some of the storytelling that we lose toward the end. But, but the fact that the only clue we get to, to her having powers in that episode is her eyes change color and that's it. And we don't really see the extent of her powers until a little bit later. We still don't totally know. Um, She blocks bullets once later, but like, there's no, we don't, you know, she doesn't get to really take part in that big, that big super fight at the end. So I'm excited to see sort of where they take her
0: we have to talk about the biggest suite of this entire series, which yes, everyone did a great job, but it's all about Catherine Hahn as Agnes. It's her show. And there is a big reveal. It is the, there's a big reveal where Agnes is revealed as truly Agatha, who is like the bigger villain. And, um, just not only did she twist the, like they gave, they let, they literally let her play with it. And, wrote her this amazing song that has been like number one on iTunes for like two weeks now. Like
1: it is just- and there's no, for uh, even I watching it, I read all the theories. Everyone was like, Oh, Agnes is Agatha Harkness. It's going to happen. I was like, okay, maybe. Um, but she's, she's just the for, sort of friendly, fuddy duddy neighbor. And she's having a grand old time in each of these sitcom eras. Um, in the eighties episode, she's in her like Jazzer-sized best, like lounging in the living room um and Ugh. and when we finally get that that villain twist um where she comes down in like a sensible sweater
0: <laughs>
1: oh, she's yes. she's just having the best time and and you mentioned Agatha All Along where um the I love the song too but for me it's, it's that it's that montage we get of her sort of it, it, we get a montage of her throughout the entire show just looking and just winking at the camera and being like yep I did this I was responsible for that I'm causing this chaos I'm causing that chaos Um, which is just, it, it, it makes me want to rewatch the show. And, and that, that I think is such a rare treat.
0: It's not every day that I re re rewatch a series or want to get into rewatching an entire series, but they did a really good job of being like, you're going to want to watch this again. <laughs> and I think Catherine Han is like one of the major things about it. Uh,
1: Wanda very pointedly does not kill her at the end and says, I, if I know, if I need you, I know where to find you. And I think um, they're, they're, they're sort of giving themselves this out of, of anytime we need Catherine Han, we're going to pull her back in. Um, and I, I'm very excited about it.
0: Catherine did the, the best line reading I have ever seen in my entire life which is her screaming when when Elizabeth when Wanda finally makes it to her like weird chamber she just goes these are runes wanda <laughs> just, <laughs> it's so good and like they kept repeating that same clip over and over again and the reveal was that at the final episode Wanda learns how to make runes to beat Agatha. Like, that was, like, the full turn. She And she was like, thanks for teaching me how to be a witch, girl. Thanks. Ugh.
1: I I love that payoff. I love that it was only over the course of a couple of episodes. Um, And and what you said, like, that's the, her, the way she delivered that. That's just her personality. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was camp, like, conceptually. But it wasn't Katherine Hahn playing campy. Do you know what I mean? She was so... Yes. Just she just consistent and level and even when she's they're they're having their big CGI fight where they're throwing magic at each other. She's she's so consistent. My favorite line reading, I think, is still the uh anytime that she makes fun of the accent, I think it's just so funny. It's like, wow, that accent really goes in and out, doesn't it? I think is just the, the summation of so many fan conversations <laughs> since the, the Maximog twins were introduced. <laughs>
0: Truly, because like everyone has always said that, like, what is going on with this accent? <laughs> and then when they finally just like acknowledged it, ugh, Chef's kiss. I, I <laughs> ah, man, this is it shows that like when a series is just allowed to, when a when stories in the universe are allowed to just like breathe, it really pays off. Yep. And so I really hope, I really hope we get to do more of this with future characters. We finally got the reveal of her iconic headdress. Like we got a teaser of it in Halloween. She was dressed up as quote unquote like the devil, but really she was dressed up as Scarlet Witch. And we finally got that iconic look in the final scene. And I really loved it. Love the perm. Love her like her like the <laughs> neckline. It had the like shape of the mindstone on it. So a lot of fans were like, oh, it's her mm-hmm. homage division. So I'm happy that it <laughs> came out as good as it did.
1: That the outfit and the fact that we had Agatha up in the air, going, "You are the Scarlet Witch." It was felt felt a little like Disney just looking at Fox and going, "It's ours now." So good uh, on brand. We didn't talk about any of the men.
0: <laughs> who cares? Um, it's not the show. Cou- who cares? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but two of the men who I think are doing great work here. One one is uh, the another actor who I think is just having Paul Bettany is having the time of his damn life. <laughs> Like so good. He is having so much fun. There was a lot of sort of fan speculation when he said, "Oh, I get to work with an actor that I've always wanted to work with," and it turned out to be himself. And that was him just trolling fans. And I think that's delightful. He does a great. Um, there's a an homage to The Office in one of the episodes where he's sitting outside the ice cream truck with Darcy, and he's he's just having a grand old time and i i'm thankful that we got we got the the comic book version of killing vision. So we got all of the emotional breakdown of the vision that we know who dies who dies in wanda's arms um but his full consciousness has been transported into this other vision which is just a very comic books way of saying we killed someone but we didn't really kill that person another person i'll call out is jimmy woo give us give so us more good. of agent woo give us more of randall park um, I want to see him. I love him. I think he's so fun. There's a, a smart payoff to anyone who watched Ant Man, because um, he he's been yes. He yes. really envied Paul Rudd's Ant Man's magic tricks in the first Ant Man, um, and so we get a couple of references of like, oh, he's been studying close up magic. Um, and I think him and Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis are having just a grand old time. I want to see them in a comedy. I want to see them in a rom com. I love both so much.
0: (laughs) I know. I want to see them literally solve every mystery it became like scooby-doo all of a sudden where it's like her and yeah. the three of them at, and it was so fun to watch <laughs> being the script now on the on the show um and we're gonna talk about how when popsicles get a little melty they get they tend to get a little sticky so let's talk about the sticky um i'm gonna skip right into yes there the fan theories were out of control for the show because of the fact that it was the first time i feel like our culture has digested a, a a like a drama like a procedure like a a drama that changes week to week And it gave me like Lost vibes, like when Lost was very popular and everyone was coming out with theories Mm -hmm. and websites about what could be going on. But it was funny because like for Adam and I, we were like, I think it's very clear what they're doing. So it is funny to see people on the internet lose their minds. Like, why is it a sitcom? I'm like, clearly she's doing it because she's grieving. Like, have people not experienced trauma and grief before? So they couldn't understand the concept of Wanda creating her own world. My God.
1: Um, I, I was as guilty as anyone else. I loved reading all the fan theories. I think it partially is because, um, I mean, we've gone how long now since a Marvel, like we haven't had a, a Marvel thing. We haven't had a superhero thing because um, we, we Black Widow keeps getting pushed. Um, there's sort of this big question mark over what the future of it's going to be. Um, and it's just so theorizable because it was set up as this mystery um, but I like the Lost is such a good comp for me because I think there there was this sort of monoculture moment where we were all really excited, and if you're a big fan of the comics, you've been wondering um, this is the first the first pro- like product or project that we've gotten since the X Men are are legally allowed into <laughs> the MCU, um, and so suddenly you've got this story about someone who we know is the Scarlet Witch. We're like, it's got to be. We're going to get X Men. Um, and uh, we had the the Disney Investor Day when we all found out there was a Fantas- Fantastic Four movie. And we were like, okay, we're going to get Fantastic Four. I can't wait to learn about Fantastic Four. So Reed Richards got into the conversation, which I think was insane, but also I was all in.
0: I think that's kind of why I'm saying it was a sticky because it ended up being like people hyped up their own version of what the show was going to be to the point where it's like, well, you didn't fulfill my own personal wish for the show. So how dare you?
1: <laughs> the place where they went wrong for me, the place where um, I I was all in, I, I love the fan theories, even when they go wrong. Um, cause just cause I think that's a fun conversation. But for me, the, the place where this show misstepped was, um, was the way they used Evan Peters and the way that they just trolled fans um and and you know you know it was a troll because they named his character ralph boner which to me felt like such a like haha we got you that that i was like come on
0: really yeah i knew that when he came i was like okay i fell into it too right i was like okay this is a new reality Um, Everything that comes out of this reality becomes real. Like they mentioned that Monica's DNA was changing and the, the helicopter that she flew in changed shape. So when this ends and they come out, this made up version of Pietro will be a real Pietro and he becomes the real Quicksilver. And when they did the reveal, I was kind of like, okay, I am seeing the boardroom meeting now. I am seeing um kevin feige being like (laughs) yes okay i understand that i'm getting x-men i'm not doing x-men i'm not giving them i'm not just copy pasting we're gonna have to create our own way so this will buy us some time get evan peters on the phone and but but this is not how we're gonna give it to them and i was like okay fine i understand (laughs) i am a corporate i i it's a corporation i I got it
1: i thought when uh, so so for context for for anyone listening, um, the the big deal with this is that um, because of that shared that shared contract, right? We had um, Aaron Taylor Aaron Taylor Johnson played Pietro Quicksilver in the MCU, and Evan Peters was playing him in the X Men franchise with Fox. And so when all of a sudden the Pietro that shows up at the MCU Wanda's door is Fox's Quicksilver, um, my group chats were all talking about. Oh, is disney just gonna go ahead and canonize everything fox did um which would be a move that's a choice um and yeah i was i was like that and and I, i'm in the same boat i i saw the board meeting and i was like did kevin feige just do this did he really just do this um and, and what what that means is is you inherit hugh jackman you inherit tragically you inherit dark phoenix and that For the the 10 people who saw that, I'm sure that's very exciting. But like, um, you really, you lock a lot of people behind a wall. One of the super, super big bads of the X-Men universe is Mephisto, who is the devil. And everyone thought the devil was going to show up and the devil was going to split his soul. And that's who the kids were, Um, which that was, that was where I tapped out. I was like, they're not going to do that. (laughs) We got nine episodes. They're not going to introduce a Thanos level villain like that just kind of casually at the end.
0: Speaking about like the big bad, the villains. We had Agnes, obviously. We had Agatha Harkness as a villain. more as like an internal villain because she was fully just like, I'm just interested in Wanda and all her crazy powers and yeah. I want it. Um, but, we, but we were also having this more like Marvel type villain in the background with director Tyler Hayward who now is the like, director of sword the sword aspect of it felt more like this is us being like this is the marvel cinematic because like i need to plant something here um in order to either like further create chaos or there just needs to be some sort of like I don't know, like not government, but like something where they have to like get the man, like type of villain, which I was like, I didn't really need it. I wish it was just Agatha and, and Wanda because I was so interested in just the storytelling of like that, you know, wanting to get her power and, and wanting the discovery of Scarlet, Wish was so good that I was like, I just wanted to kind of live in that world.
1: Hayward was such a boring villain. I think the show knew that too. Cause um hayward's big defeat is is a deus ex machina of darcy like driving a van into him and saying enjoy prison um like i think you're right it was it was absolutely just a way for them to, to introduce the concept of sword um which in the comics is, is one of the big organizations you have shield you have sword you have aim and you have roxon those are like the big four um Yeah, it felt it. it, It's a very MCU mistake. I feel to to put in yeah this like government. What is the military doing um, to sort of ground it in reality? I'm with you. I don't think we needed it as much as I'm happy that it gave us a reason to have Jimmy Woo and uh, Darcy Lewis, and that was ultimately how we got more Monica. um, I didn't care.
0: There were a lot of great moments that I loved about the final episode. Obviously, the final standoff between Wanda and Agatha was great. Um, but I also did feel like this is their way of Marvel being like we're tying, you know, we're closing all the loops, we're we're tying it all up very nicely. So it did feel like a really clean episode where it was just it gave me what I needed just to satisfy my entire journey. Um, but I will say, yeah, I was interested in more of those creative episodes where they were kind of like, we are just following this one woman's story and this one woman's like grief and like struggle to try and make sense of it all. And I really appreciated those episodes a little bit more than kind of like the Marvel, the MCU of the ending. So, but I was like, yep. I, I was satisfied. So I'm fine.
1: We, we have the show that, yeah, it's about grief and it's about consequences. And we're seeing the consequences of the blip and the consequences of sp- a specific moment in Infinity War that I don't think a lot of us thought about, um, which is that uh, Wanda has to kill Vision in order to prevent Thanos from getting the stone. Um, and then Thanos rewinds time to kill him again. And like, that's, that is the, the impetus for this. And like, that's such a great, we get nine episodes of, of reflecting on that and then we get to the end, and Wanda's kind of left off. Left, like we get right into um, she's like forgiven for the fact that she held people hostage <laughs> for all this time. Yeah, um, and well, I really hope that 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 something comes up of like she starts to suffer some consequences for the horrible abuse she put these strangers under. Um, but it, it it was so tidy to the point where. Um, even Monica has a line of saying they won't know what you sacrificed for them, and I'm like, no, they don't care because <laughs> you ruined their lives. And I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we get something. Um, there's a there's a fan theory that this is that the the residents of Westview are the new X Men, which which I'm down for um, just because they were in the hex.
0: Whoa, are you serious?
1: Um, <laughs> did I just drop a bomb on you? Yes. So that's that was that's at least that's a theory that I believe is that we're going to get, because we had all of this talk of it manipulates DNA, it changes people. We see Monica get powers from it. Um So theoretically there are people who have been living in this for, for however long weeks, weeks, months that Wanda and Vision are there. Um, and so the theory is that the people who lived under the hex and have their realities warped as often as they did are going to develop mutant powers. And I think that is, a really smart way to solve the problem to introduce these characters without having us sit around and go where the hell was wolverine when thanos was attacking wakanda like what why where were the x-men you know um i just blew your mind and i love that
0: I also thought it was very funny that Deborah Joe Rupp was like the the wife of the boss who famously played the mom in that 70s show. <laughs> so you would think someone who was as big of a sitcom fan yep. as Wanda, who was like, let me cast the mom from that seven, 70- let me cast Red's mom for my reality.
1: <laughs> Listen, wouldn't you though? Listen, if if I'm if I'm Wanda visioning myself, like Betty White's all over. <laughs>
0: I I will have the full Golden Girls cast in my WandaVision reality. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't care about the scroll. Can I say that? Is that allowed? Like, um, and so that that first stinger, that first stinger did nothing for me. And I, I'm 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 really excited for Captain Marvel too. I think Nia DeCosta is brilliant. I'm really excited to see what she does. I love Brie Larson. Um, having a, a scroll person go up to Monica and say, you need to go to uh, the break room for Captain Marvel too, because that's where you're going to go shoot after this, which is like basically what that first singer is. Um, I couldn't,
0: it felt like an afterthought. To wrap up, I really do appreciate that, that it was so focused on the Scarlet Witch and at the heart of it, the end of the day, this is truly about this woman who was trying to grieve Not only watching her, like, true love die, but A, it was because of her, and B, had to do it again! (laughs) Like, it's... You don't think about, like, okay, if this was a normal person, this is not normal. And obviously, she would take... uh, Everything that she did was justified, and Adam and I was joking of, like wow it's so funny when like women do things like this in pop culture like in movies and tv you're like well you know what it's justified and you know women do go through a lot and so i think it's, but when it's a male person that's doing that he's trash joker sucks i hate this yeah but no you're right
1: (laughs) i loved the fact that we got a um we, we I mean, we got a superhero origin story for a superhero that had kind of a, not a great origin before. It was just sort of, it was a very standard, there were experiments and a magic stone, and then she got powers. Um, and I love that we got a whole series where she didn't understand her powers in a way that, I mean, the, the Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful characters in all of comics. it I love that we got all the space for her to breathe um, in a way that, that normally i mean we'll see right that 15 minute um spider-man tripping and like trying to jump and fall and then after the end of the montage she knows how all his powers work um and we get to see Wanda get messy and get really really messy um and then when she finally gets a teacher in agatha um she learns really quickly beats her um and then we get that awesome stinger at the end where she's studying in the astral dimension um which also felt—it's a very MCU thing of okay, Wanda, now you go need to go report to the break room for Doctor Strange too, um, which is like that's what all of those visuals said. Um, but yeah. I'm 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 really excited and I'm really happy with all of the focus they put on this awesome character.
0: Thank you everyone for joining us to so this episode of The Popsicle. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and let us know what you think about WandaVision. You can stream all nine episodes now on Disney Plus. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you leave us a rating or review. Tell me more what you think of the show and what you'd like to hear more in the future. On episode 10, we do a book review every five episodes. So, our next book will be A Fa Love Story by Lonely. Um, the details of the episode will have a link where you can buy your own copy. Chris, you have been so amazing. Please plug anything you would like to plug at this point.
1: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm <laughs> Lionheart Chris 7 uh, I talk about um, I talk about nerd, nerd stuff like this. I talk about trans stuff. Um, you can catch anything I write or anything I'm doing over there. Otherwise, um, yeah, uh, go go watch something that makes you happy. <laughs> Just go enjoy it um, and and watch WandaVision. Catch up on the MCU because I think it's an exciting time to be a nerd.
0: Well, you can find me at RJ Food Rocks on all of your social media and my YouTube channel. RJ Food Rocks premieres a new video every week. The Popsicle is part of the Ampliverse. Find all of our shows on theampliverse.com and on the Ampliverse YouTube channel. Thank you again for listening. This has been The Popsicle. Bye. The Ampliverse.